Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, it's it's video. Um... I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you're going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. All right, Fallout fam, welcome back to the Fallout Hub. This is this week's episode. We are live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Fallout Hub. And it is a very special day because it is that day where we as Americans get to decide who our new political and corporate overlords are that will be exploiting the populace. So go out there, make sure your vote is heard, and you get to choose one of two flavors. So, you know, pick pick them carefully and uh welcome back to the show with me as always i'm your host uh Tom robots by the way and with me as always i have our co-host dave chaffins welcome dave hello i think let me okay let me get a tiny soapbox for a tiny segment in which i say the best oh, bond villain is odd job because of the top hat 
and when he throws the top hat in Goldeneye and you kill the people, that's kind of cool. Chad is so going to have no off. context for what we're talking about. <laughs> no context. No context. Before we started, we were talking about Bond villains. Classic. They Bond don't. Villains. They don't need context. They just need to know that Odd Job is is by far the best Bond villain. That's, that's all, all they need to know. That's mm-hmm. all they need. And we also yes. have Ken. Ken, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. It's What's for up? horses. It was your birthday. How was your birthday? It was uh, absolutely amazing. That was uh, just about the best birthday I have ever had. Yeah, you guys should go look at the uh, Chad Falls seventy six uh, Twitch channel where you can you can see uh, Ken um, enjoying his birthday celebration. Uh, Everyone yeah. went to Ken's house and gave him a big old noogie. I think that's and, what they wanted to do. There was discussion yeah. about kidnapping me apparently in the secret super secret server. Yeah, there was. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, welcome back. We are here with a, it's not just the three of us. This week, we have a very special guest, Manga Club. Manga Club, welcome to the show, all the way from Germany, who isn't, you know, involved with our elections today. But welcome. We brought you in as a external, external uh, perspective on the American culture. And we will be talking about politics this entire, no, we will not be talking about politics this entire episode. We'll be talking about all the awesome stuff that Manga Club does. So, Manga Club, how, how would people know you? in the Fallout community. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, I think uh, mostly because of the more vivid weathers, which is the most downloaded mod I have. Yeah, and vivid we- recently, weathers. I know which, I've downloaded that probably three or four times myself. Was that for Fallout 4 or New Vegas? It's for Skyrim and Fallout 4, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I've downloaded... I've The number of times I have to re-download Skyrim... And then I have like a mod load order, and then I've, I, I it's like there's always mods that I add, and Vivid Weathers is actually one of those that I have. It's it's one of the regular ones, yeah. It's one of the ones that I like. It, that's one of the first things I do when I mod a game is I'm like I'm gonna make this look even cooler. Vivid Weathers, awesome. yes please, download. Download. Yeah, so, um, I would I'm I'm absolutely stoked to get into discussing modding and your experiences and and with Fallout and all of that stuff. But before we do that. We have this regular Robots Dozen questions that we start out the show with and we ask you in order to kind of warm up the conversation. So uh, these are these are quick fire questions. Don't think too hard. Just answer whatever the first answer is that comes to your mind. Mm. Ready? You ready for this? All right. All right. So here we go. Question number one. What is the best Fallout location? Sanctuary Hills. Sanctuary Hills, very nice. That's a very, very good location. I, I built my uh, my camp there, uh, my little community. Um, so, question number two: What is the worst Fallout location? Mm, the Glowing Sea. Glowing Sea. Yeah. All right, all right. That, that makes sense. Yeah, you'd probably die very quickly of radiation there. Um, so, similarly, as somebody external to the U.S., what is the best U.S. state? Question number three. Best U.S. state? Yeah. I'd say um, <coughs> Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, do you have no. a reason for Kansas? Yeah, my girlfriend lives there. Oh, okay, oh, nice. okay. Okay, That's so it wasn't reason. just like Wendy, or who is it? The, um, the um, <laughs> Wizard Rudy. of Oz. Nope. No, nope. Rudy. I was thinking Wizard of Oz. You were thinking Rudy, the football well, I thought. I thought, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought that, that was the name of the girl, but that's... The, not the name of the dog, <laughs> but what I imagine the name of the dog would be. 
Dorothy? Uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. And Not Toto. Wendy. Toto. That's it. Awesome. Okay. Question number four. What is the worst <laughs> U.S. state? Texas. Texas. Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> it's hot and people have too many weapons and eat spicy food. That's not a good combination. I love that. That's a, that's a good justification. All right. <laughs> question number five. Who from Fallout would you vote to be the president of your country? Um... What was the name of that um, um, that ghoul that um, ah, I forgot his name from Fallout Four? Hancock. Hancock. Yeah, Hancock. Right. Hancock. Yeah, he'd be pretty badass. He'd be a pretty badass leader. Of he'd a, be a fun president of a country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Massive amounts of crime. Yeah. 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 Cams legal. All cams legal. Yeah. Sorry, I'm joking. No, actually, no, it's not. I have no preference on that because uh, in Germany, it's so different. Our president has absolutely nothing to say here. So no matter what I would vote for president, wouldn't make any yeah, It's okay. not, not going to make a difference? No. No. Gotcha. All right. Number six. Do you chew gum? No. No. Interesting. Number seven. What's the best way to get your own set of power armor? No, oh, I go up that uh, hmm, that's a Concord uh, building and have it. <laughs> you just a, go get it. I'm not, just go get it from that location. The thing yeah. is, the thing is, I never play with power armor. I really not fond of that stuff. Um, Me either. It, it's way overpowered yeah. for for that game. For so Charles, you love <laughs> you love power armor. Yeah, I'm not a big power armor guy either. I mean, I like the way it looks, but I'd rather play without it. I played in 76, right. but at 4, I can't. I can't bring myself to it. All right, so question number eight, speaking of Texas. Uh, if a cowboy aimed at your feet and said, dance, what dance would you do? Oh, the schuplapla. It's an old German dance. Wow. <laughs> with, 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 with spoons and stuff like that. Why, why not impress him when I'm right? How do you spell that? Schuplapla? I need to look this up. S H. Two, two popla. We we need to, to see what that looks like right now. I, I write it in Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Put no, it in okay, Twitch yeah. chat, and we'll we'll look it up. That's that this sounds is, awesome. This is a Bavarian word. I have no idea. Shoe popla. Okay. Yeah. Shoe plotter. So in English, it would be shoe plotter. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's this looks awesome. Shoe. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be watching those videos later. All right. Number nine. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> you answered it already. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Number 10. <laughs> so, you are now an insult bot. Deliver an insult to Dave. <clears throat> Excuse me, to Dave. Oh, boy. Um, what do I, okay. Who of you is Dave again? Top right, bottom left. Top right. It's me. Um, in the blue hoodie. Hmm. Okay. Uh, your mustache is quite famous on every gay bar. <laughs> oh, that's a that's okay. a good insult. But I right. like that that's, insult. That's a good one. <laughs> that's I like a good that one. insult. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, same thing, but for Ken. <laughs> I like your shoes. <laughs> Just I like your shoes. How dare yeah. you? Yeah, th that's a deep one because it's like you know that's an insult. I so like your shoes. 
I, well, I, see, I would follow that it's, up with. It's, it's I like a practical your insult because I cannot see him right now. I cannot see his shoes, but uh -huh. uh, it would be an insult that way. I like your shoes, and I have really bad taste in shoes. That's how I would do it. All right, and then uh, question number twelve. Final question. Now you get. Now you have to insult me. Insult bot. <laughs> oh boy. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. There's a there's a nice German word for you. Uh, I teach that recently to to my girlfriend. It's called Kackbratze. It's okay. It's nice insult, and you cannot translate it, but it's quite a bad word. So it sounds like cockblocker. Yeah, it does sound honored. Hmm? Uh, here, I'm going to look yeah, up a translation you, you for this. Your, yeah. Okay, so the closest translation, according to Google, is poop. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it well, seems like you're worse than that. It seems yeah. like it's worse than poop, right? <laughs> Maybe poop bread. Poop, poop bread. Maybe something like that, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, but yeah, very we, worse, very worse. So you've proven to me that we need a German insult bot in the game also. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be looking these things up on Google. So this was also your GOAT test. So uh, I'm going to put the answers into the computer here. And um, I'm pulling up a... Uh, all right. Uh, here's, here's the solution. This is what you are going to be uh, for a career for the rest of your life. You will be a daytime soap opera star. Congratulations. Well, nothing changed then. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> very good. Very, very cool. Well, you survived our goats, and uh, good luck with your soap opera uh, daytime television career, and uh, we'll all be tuning into those episodes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> again, welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, can, you, can you start us out and tell us a little bit how you got into playing Fallout? Like, where did you start? actually played Fallout 3 when I was a youngster. Yeah, I got that uh, quite legally official. I get that quite legally as a copy from my brother and I could not uh, stop playing it. And then got Fallout New Vegas and one came to another with Fallout. Yeah. Cool, Fallout cool. So being that the... I love, I love asking questions around this. Um, especially when we interview people from other countries and other cultures uh, being that fallout um, the setting is very american and in games like fallout, fallout 3 is in the capital wastes and fallout 4 you have like boston and a lot of this colonial stuff you know very american history type stuff what is your perspective on that as somebody from outside the u.s how, how do you does this is it appealing is it interesting do you do you get some of the references i'm sure you get some of them but what is that like for you? Oh yeah, well, um, actually, uh, we grow up with uh, American movies all the time, you know. So we know a lot of that buildings and references that's in there. Uh, if you don't know, if you visit Germany in, in winter time on Xmas time, you can always see on almost every channel. Major Chemist Kevin Home Alone. It's one of the yes. major yes. Uh, stuff going on Xmas, especially in Germany. And uh, wow, that's actually no real problem for me. Cool. So, so do you do you like American culture? I mean, just because you're exposed to it, does it? Do you have like a? Uh, is it appealing to you to to see things in games about America? Uh, it's family familiar because uh, American is uh, Western culture, 
that's the first thing. And uh, mostly mm -hmm. all of that stuff was copied from Europe, so it comes back and comes around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm you're sorry. not wrong. Our national anthem is God Save the Queen. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah and, well. and, and you're from Germany. Crowd, like, you, think that's, you think that's not American or, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, like, German, yeah, like early American settlers, uh, Ger German settlers were some of the most uh, populous uh, in the country in the 1800s. I mean, there was, you know, a lot of German settlement. There's there's a lot of uh, cultural mixing, especially from different places in Europe, for sure. That's um, so when you you got into Fallout pretty early, played Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas. Um, when did you get into modding? When was that? When did that become a thing? Oh, it was in Skyrim, no, that is was in Skyrim actually when I started modding. It did not start at Fallout back in the days. Uh, so you started with was, Skyrim? Yeah, because I was quite unhappy about Skyrim, about, about the visuals, especially the visuals. Visuals are really pulling some triggers on me. All that green coloring in Skyrim, I had to change that. So that was basically my first thing I did uh, was creating an EMB. And I did that for quite a while, and it's tweaked around mm -hmm. this out. So, so an EMB really being a, like, a visual a visual uh, changer, but a way to yeah. adjust the like the coloring and the saturation and some of the graphics in the game. Mm. Exactly, yes, yes. And much more, even, oh, it, it expanded quite nicely the last Wow, how, how, did, much, uh, how long is it going? Do you have a do you have a background in in coding or programming? Have you ever done any of that before? Mm, not really. No, I was more the graphical guy. Yeah. Interesting. So, so did you to get started? Did you look up tutorials on these things, or did you have somebody who was helping you uh, learn how to tweak stuff? Or did you just like open up some programs and figure them out? Yeah. No. YouTube was my friend back in the days, and it still is about tutorials. So you maybe watch 10 YouTube tutorials and understand 1% of it and you start. And <laughs> right. most of it is test testing around and how things work out. Uh, yeah, actually learning that way is much easier, testing around and see what breaks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm fiddling with code a lot. On the ENB, well, I'm not a coder, but fiddling with the ENB code was uh, quite easy for me. So I could create a Vividian ENB back in the days. That's how I started and I got a lot of supporters helping me with that on the way around nice nice yeah it's 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 interesting how much you can if you spend the time you can kind of once you have a basic foundation of knowledge you can get in there and start to tweak things and start to understand how more and more parts of the puzzle work when it, especially when it comes to technology um, as long as you're a smart enough person to do that you can you can easily move forward given enough time and trial and error um, I, I feel like that's just kind of the place we are in in this in the world. In fact, I, I feel like that's a, an educational thing is that we should be teaching children more about how to actually figure things out on their own and less about what to memorize. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's really cool. Um, so, when, when what? When? How long ago was this that you got started with modding? Oi, well, I guess that's oh God. Do you really want me to feel that old? Yes. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably the oldest one here. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to beat me on that. 
If you say so, I'm 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 taking you. No, it was maybe a year after Skyrim, the old Skyrim released. Right. Yeah, maybe right. a year after that, a maximum. So 2007, something like that. Mm, I would say something. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while. So wh- yes. what other what other mod projects uh, have you done? Like, which ones are you are are you most proud of? Actually, uh, most proud of uh, is Vivid Weathers and right now Whispering Hills, because I put a lot of work in those. Mm-hmm. Right in those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get into Whispering Hills. Um, this is this is a uh, your big new project. Yes, indeed, it is. Now, your what is the experiment. <laughs> your evil experiment? Yeah. So, so for for the people who don't know, what what is the concept here? What is it that you're? What are what are you building? What is what is Whispering Hills? Until overhaul for Fallout, because it fits way too good into that dimension. And it really now does. It's, mm-hmm. it's an horror overhaul. I would call it a horror overhaul because it drifts a little bit off from Silent Hill monsters and stuff and goes more into a general horror vibe. But, yeah, mm-hmm. That's how it started, Silent Hill. And when did you start working on this project? It was two years ago already. I just, actually, I just oh, wow. added, it's, I just added fog. <laughs> I just added fog <laughs> because I wanted to be in Silent Hill. Uh, um, I need to go back on that history of that because um, I was like, mm, when came Silent Hill out? 1996, 1997, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, one of the first ones in Germany playing that on my PlayStation 1. And I finished it like 25 times, the first one. Oh, wow. Uh, it was crazy. I was really addicted to that game. And uh, I found out later on a small team of coders, graphics and artists to make our own little Silent Hill game. I was still in school back in the days and so it was more like a hobby project. We came quite far with it. But uh, well, we was in school and work came and uh, no one really had time so that project crumbled. Uh, So it was something I always wanted to do but never really was able to do. Till I got the right tools for that, and this is part four right now with the modding tools and experience notes as a result of that so far. Very, very, very cool. Did you? There was something you were going to say. Do you want to? Oh yeah. I, the the way I found out about Whispering Hills was it was maybe I think it was in February or something. Back before the world wasn't scary enough. Um, I had found <laughs> I had found a, 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 a somebody sent me a video of like. A, I think it was my buddy Austin sent me videos that was like, look at this like crazy thing in, in, in Fallout 4 somebody made. And it was like, you're walking around this fog-covered environment and the, there were trees everywhere. And then you you heard this like weird like radio signal, I guess. That's what I thought at the time. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, you see this like monster lulking, like lulking, lurking kind of through the thing. But then as you get closer, you realize that the monster's really big and it's got this like crazy frame and and this like weird head and a bunch of people were calling it um uh, a siren head which is based off of like a, a a creepypasta that somebody had put online and then pretty much the day after he sent me that i think it the, like the video or some video of the mod blew up and then everybody was posting it everybody was sharing it 
and it was like from my perspective it was one of the reasons that siren head as like a, a creepypasta has kind of like exploded um into not beyond uh, you know the, the bot itself into even games i think there's like stuff in um dreams which is a a sony game that, that is a lot about like content creation and art um and so, the, so that's where i guess i had first seen whispering hills but then to learn that it has all of these like silent hill inspirations which is one of my favorite horror series as well um is really interesting and really cool and and i mean you you've done it's not just like one or two enemies you've done a bunch of enemies with animations with their own kind of like like logic behind that what you know what's what leads you to making a good monster i guess what leads me there um it needs to be creeping you out just by hearing it that's the first thing you don't need to see it you need to hear it that's important uh, you need to know that something is there and you cannot see it and when you see it then it needs to be the same as creepy not monster. Silent Hill has that own monster vibe. That's hard to describe. It's some I don't know. It's Silent Hill style. And when you see it, it, you're really creeped out of that because it's unreal. And yeah, I'm looking for something like that always with such a vibe. Where do you um, where do you yeah. find your inspirations for some of those creations? Silent Hill, obviously. <laughs> it's the first yeah. place, of course, to look. They, oh, the way they milked Silent Hill over the time is um, yeah, sad and amazing, but uh, you have so many inspirations, so many drawings uh, that you can actually look at from the developers. And I have a quite talented uh, 3D artist beside me uh, who creates those monsters for me. Uh, so you're on a good side having more of them. That's awesome. So I have a question. Um... So from from the mod perspective, if I was to if I was to load up the mod right now, what what does the mod actually feature? Like, what is it? What does it do? Does it just change the world a little bit? Is there a storyline? Um, are there new monsters running around? Does it change the mood of this places I've already been? Are there new places to go? Like, what what is the what is the um, full extent of the mod? I would say the, the, first, the first thing you will see is the fog. That's the first thing everyone sees because you cannot see it like 10, 10 feet in front of you sometimes. But yeah, uh -huh. the main thing is, of course, the monsters, the, the atmosphere. I try to get a lot of atmosphere with uh, music and background music, uh, which I need to press because a lot of people disable that by default because I cannot stand the default background music of Fallout, but forgot to switch it day on and, and then there's a lot of atmosphere. And of course, the monsters that haunt you down once in a while will make you try to crawl into a dark space and not come out again. <laughs> yeah, we have your own hell dimension now. I created the own level for all of that where you can get oh, wow. into. Oh, wow. So does it replace all of the regular Fallout monsters with the new monsters? Or are, are there still Fallout monsters in it? Oh, there's... There's still Fallout monsters. At the moment, I'm just replacing the ghouls, feral ghouls, ah, especially. Gotcha. Because they're, they're so ugly. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought that I did a really good job at that. So. Interesting. I did. Mm. Interesting. Now, you mentioned um, on your uh, the old uh, project you had doing a Silent Hill uh, project with some other people that you you were working with a group. Is this is this something you're working on for this mod all by yourself, or do you have a team? 
Well, I started to work on myself. Now I have a guy making at least uh, some 3D objects for me, so I don't need to buy objects anymore, or not that often anymore. I still buy a few 3D objects from other 3D developers and 3D artists. But the rest okay. I'm doing myself, yes. Oh, wow. Awesome. So, so it's you and a, and a 3D modeler, basically. Um, yeah. Wow, wow. That's really cool. So uh, what other what other influences are you drawing from? With this, do you do you are you generally? A, I mean, you you fell you fell in love with Silent Hill in the nineties. Um, are you a horror movie fan? Do you play playing a lot of horror games? Yes, of course. Oh yeah, horror. Oh, yeah. Well, once you are getting addicted to Silent Hill, and you start to feel at home at this uh, Silent Hill <laughs> city, quite quite tough to find something similar to make you scared again. So. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly looking for stuff that makes me spooked and scared. It's hard to find, really hard to find. Uh, I think the last time I really got scared was with Dead Space. That uh, yeah. had a really good vibe. That that was really scary. But it's, yeah, yeah. The Silent Hill siren is so iconic. Yes. That siren just before the world kind of fades out with that kind of bassy thoom. And I kind of I picture you playing mm. Silent Hills reprise just on a loop. That's that's a fantastic <laughs> theme song. Oh yeah, there's something called Silent Chill on YouTube, uh, which includes <laughs> uh, three hours of music of Silent Hill, just a bit more ch- the chilly ones. So that's something I'm listening <laughs> quite awesome. often to. Actually, I stopped listening to it since uh, I do live streams, and YouTube had that odd. Uh, Thing of copyright claims, so uh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bummer. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Dad, what about? Go what ahead. About, go ahead. Yeah. What about? I, I'm curious, just because I know, you, like, obviously, you're such a big fan of Silent Hill. Like, as t- in terms of of movies, and it, there's a there's a Silent Hill movie that, um, it, yeah, Silent Hill movie is set in West Virginia. By the way, you know, I, I have to know all the little <laughs> facts about West Virginia. Um, but. It, as far as like horror movies, what is what what draws you to it? What what makes a good horror movie, and what are some that you enjoy? Hmm. Uh, good horror movies are uh, movies uh, that don't go right into your face about the action and the horror. It is something where you have to, to guess what's happening, where the, the 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 horror actually happens in the background. I think um Witch is a good example for that. You never really see what's going on, you never really see the monster, but it's something is there. That for me is a good horror movie, because uh, the, the fear of the unknown is actually that what makes Silent Hill and the other horror movies that good. Yeah, I, really I, feel, like, you, uh... I feel like you're right. I, your imagination is almost always more scary than actually seeing the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Once you, once Did you, you like the Silent Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, once you see the monster, it, for me, it kind of it, it, once it's like named or you actually see it, it kind of ruins it. The the only like good monster that is still pretty scary, um, in my opinion, is um, Alien. Like the Alien itself oh, is yeah. pretty scary, regardless of seeing it or not. Well, because it's it's like an alpha predator. Uh, it's I mean it's horrific looking, but it's it's like being hunted by a space tiger. Or something, you know, like it's, it's just gonna get you if you're in a confined space. There's not much you can do about it. 
Yeah. No, it's just terrifying. Yeah. 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 The. Uh, yeah, it's always better when when it doesn't quite reveal itself or you can't see the whole thing. Like Jeepers Creepers started out really good and then the movie takes that weird turn when you actually see what the full creature is and it, it loses that fear factor. But did you uh, did you like the Silent Hill movie? As a diehard fan, I like everything that's a role of Iron Scientist. So yeah, the movies I really loved. Okay, many people are were not that fond of them. Uh, because they changed stuff, and but, uh, I just enjoyed the vibe of that, and that was important for me. The bathroom scene. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. When she transitions, the yeah, the guy comes out of the yeah, no. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> the only thing I yeah, remember no. about the Silent Hill movie is that Sean Bean is in it, and so <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that. That's all that matters. And it was set in West Virginia. It was actually it's weird. Set in West Virginia. Filmed in Pennsylvania. I have no clue why. Really? Hmm. I figured they could go hmm. anywhere. Uh, the um, maybe make up that uh, make up that location change. I can tell you why. Um, because that city of the movie was inspired by a town, a town called Centralia, which is yeah, in right. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's the, uh, that's the just to give away a little bit. Massive um, mining thing. Where they had the mining exactly. disaster that had all of the uh, the coal on fire, and then it created mm -hmm. it created all of the like at first it was just like gas coming up, and it was like everyone in everyone across the town had gas leaks, and then like there was like cracks. <laughs> everyone across the town had gas. And then, like, fire just was coming up from the ground, and and people were, like, out of their butts. Yeah, yeah. with the, the bean incident. Um, yeah, it was. It's the town dump is where it started. Um, they were burning trash at the town dump, and it caught into a coal seam, and then just burned down. And it's, I think, it's still burning. It is. That's amazing. Decades, decades later. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the in thing the is, fall of '76. That's what the ash heap is is based off of. Yeah. Uh, the, the disaster mm. and like the topography is like, okay, what about that, but more? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's like right. Tox Valley is like, okay, what if a chemical spill? But more, <laughs> cause Fallout, right? Right. Um, Ma Manga, have you played much Seventy Six? <clears throat> well, I bought Seventy Six um, very early. Um, I uninstalled Seventy Six very early. <laughs> I reinstalled Seventy Six okay. a year later. <laughs> mm -hmm. I played it a little, of course. I've played it a little. Um, there was a promise to make mods possible. Uh, I installed it again, and yeah, sadly, it's the way it is right now. As long as real modding is not that possible without getting bans or like too much right. for it. Well, my life is modding now. That's the problem with being a modder. You mm -hmm. stop playing games. Yeah, yeah, that's your that's your new game. <laughs> it's just making mods. Right. <laughs> just yeah, making... That, it, it sadly is. Uh, you wouldn't believe me when I tell you I never finished Skyrim. I was like in the middle of Skyrim playing it, oh, it's, it's, and then suddenly I got into modding and I never finished it. Yeah. Today. yeah, even the same with Fallout 4, I never finished that game. Can you believe that? <laughs> that you know, I, I, I totally get it. 
is uh, yeah well it's, it's a curse I, I totally get it as a podcaster it's kind of the same thing i mean as a content creator um you spend your time playing the game but every time you jump into the game for another hour that's another hour you could be using to make more content and both things are enjoyable so it's kind of a toss-up sometimes between like well do i play the game some more or do i make more content around the game or do i plan for the next thing i'm going to make like yeah i totally get it that's yeah that's just how that goes you only have so much time and i think a lot of players don't like a lot of like i guess you know casual people that that are just accessing the game don't really get a sense of of how far like people see like okay fallout as a brand and 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 so like people see vault boy memes and there's there's more of this like casual greater audience there's more of a hardcore audience that's that's big into the games and and getting the characters and and like figuring out ways to kind of go into and 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 manipulate their character to be the best or or changing some of the variables to be as, as realistic as possible but there's this whole there's this whole modding community that comes along with Bethesda games that is its own is its own thing. It's connected, but I, I don't think that a lot of other games get that level of community with just releasing a new title in a mainline series. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And so, it's nice also that even under Microsoft, that's going to continue. Um, yeah. In an interview that they did last week, Todd Howard was talking about how unique the modding community and mods are in general as an asset to the brands um, that come with ZeniMax, Bethesda Game Studios going into the Microsoft purchase. Um, so it's nice to know that that's going to continue. And it's like, oh yeah, games yeah. like like Morrowind, for example, like you can you can mod that and play like you can play it on a Mac. They've made it so open source that it's like I could I could put it on an Android phone. Like <laughs> the level of 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 capability that you can have with these games is, is insane. Mm. Oh, very, very, very much so. Um, so here, I have a question. Let's get back to the um, Whispering Hills. Do you have a uh, like a, a roadmap? Do you have a plan for where you're going with this? Like, at, at what point do you feel like it will be complete, or will it, this be something you just continue to tinker with until all of a sudden you get some other idea and then move on to something else? I have a roadmap. Actually, it's quite real that it's called a roadmap. So, um, uh, you know, we talked about the town Centralia, and I got inspired by that. So I thought, all right, what what would happen if someone actually rebuilt the town of Centralia into Fallout 4? And that's what I'm working yeah. on right now. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So, really cool. I, I, I tinkered around with laser scanning 3D data to get at least the ground map from Centralia nowadays. Wow. In the game. And place the streets so, so far and houses so far. It will be part of Whispering Hills as its own Whispering Hills town. I won't call it Centralia, but it will be the Centralia maybe of the 80s or 70s. That's nice. How, 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 how much space is that? How big is the town? I haven't counted really the space once again, but it was, uh, let me guess, it was one square meter. 2.2. Yeah, okay, I, I, I don't do Imperial numbers here. That's fine. That um, kilometers will work or whatever. Three, four, four, four by. Th- well, I have, a, I have a four by four square kilometer. 
that's I think that's pretty big. That is big. Yeah. That, that's a ve- that's a fairly sizable area. Wow. How many how many houses? And I, I, I know you, you don't need to give me an exact number, but uh, you're building buildings and probably hills and trees and mm. how much how, you know how many buildings are are you expecting to put into this this area? Yeah, I'm sure about 300, 300, 450, something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's I, I amazing. have an old screenshot of the aerial photo, so I can count the, the old houses there, and uh, it needs to not be 100% exact. So sure, sure, but you're, you're, you're talking a few hundred, a few hundred buildings. Um, are they? Are some of them going to be open? Like, uh, in, in any Fallout game, some of the buildings you can't go in, but some of them you can. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be like some of the buildings you can get through? Some of the buildings will have monsters inside them that come out and get you, or you that you want to explore and, and you you look through you know the third floor of the building to try and see what's in there, and all of a sudden something comes out of the closet, that kind of thing. Yeah, of, of course I will have some open houses. Uh, the thing is, Bethesda built the open houses by themselves, like a Lego type. They put that all together right into the map. They had no prefects for that, so I need to steal most oh, wow. of the stuff. From the Commonwealth, so I don't need to build it myself. And right. That should be quite easy, actually. You know, saving a bit of time because it's already there. Right, because yeah, Centralia isn't exactly a, 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 a modern architecture marvel, um, just from, from like the buildings <laughs> themselves. I'd imagine. Pretty simple it's, structures, it's, yeah. It's, you know, uh, the, just uh, the town as it exists now, um, or whenever you got those aerial photo- uh, photographs. Is pretty. It's not like like it's interesting to see to hear you talk about something at at, at um like something small to large scale. Whereas a lot of other mods are um like we had um oh what's his what's his, what's his name the guy that did Empire Waste that was on here um a while back. Oh, Adeo de Souza. That's right. Um, where his is like I need to take New York and shrink it down into. Uh-huh. What's it's it's like I, I I gotta fit a lot in here where it, it seems like the t- the taking a smaller town like Centralia or something you know the, as an inspiration and then saying okay I want to make this atmosphere that's my it, it seems like that that's what, what what you're passionate about and, and I think that's I think that's really interesting from a standpoint of content because I feel like that that's a more that's like t- to me seems like extremely ach- achievable I guess. Here's an idea for you. A unique monster. Pyramid Preston. <laughs> Ooh, two evils combined. Uh, no, I, and speaking <laughs> speaking of, of uh, using the sounds to creep people out, in the distance you can hear whispering, another sensible needs your help. Another no, no, sensible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that needs to be in German. That is pure evil. There you go. There you In go. In German, that would be terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're from Germany. Wait, wait, wait. Does wait? Is the German language more scary to you than English? Uh, I can I can tell you what Preston says in. German. Because because German I mean to an to an English speaker an English has German roots right but uh, but it also has some some French and Latin roots as well yeah, yeah. and it's a it's a softer sounding language than German German's a little bit more harsh right so to an English ear German sounds uh, harsher right so if you don't especially if you don't don't speak it and you don't understand what's actually being said and it's done in a sinister voice then I can see that that would be very frightening but to a German speaker does it sound 
Does, is the impression still the same, or is it just scarier because yeah. you can actually tell what he's saying? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it's a cliche uh, about German language. Um, I can I can show you an example of German language after the exact same line Preston says because it burned in my ears. Okay. And, uh, one second there, that was. Oh fuck no. <laughs> nope. See, it's wonderful, beautiful nope. German. Uh huh. Nice. Wow. Are you sleeping shocked? <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. <laughs> My furniture is floating. All right. <laughs> yeah, that, I think he casted some sort of spell into Ken's house. <laughs> that is a cliche, is though. Like, like Maybe. you hear the song "Du Hast" and it sounds all angry. It's actually a recipe for banana bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, this is. I, I find this topic very interesting because I've, I've actually researched it a little bit. It turns out that depending on what your uh, your your own language is, different languages feel different to different speakers of other languages. So, for example, uh, it, like I was saying, German to English speakers sounds harsh, and so therefore has a certain uh, feeling. But if I wasn't a native English speaker, if I was a native speaker of something else i i may have a very completely different impression of what german sounds like to me when i don't speak it um so it, it's all very relative to the language that you speak yeah. and and so you know like to some people like to americans russian sounds very ominous and and kind of angry but to certain other speakers of other languages it actually sounds silly <laughs> or something you know like it just depends and i find that fascinating i, I love mm. that that's a difference you know in the way that we process language in our brains depending on where you come from and what you speak yeah, i think that's really cool yeah if you, if you really want a silly language uh, listen to finnish people finnish people yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we all can agree on that one that's the one universally silly language yeah, um right. <laughs> oh, uh, did, did you guys see the um uh the, what was it the, the song uh, the song yaya ding dong and the um uh oh crap it was the movie it was a uh, uh the movie about the iceland uh singing duo that oh, goes to Euro eurovision yeah did you guys uh, see eurovision have you seen eurovision uh, it's ridiculous it's very funny um but yeah, speaking of like different foreign languages and like all the different European people coming together and all the stereotypes, uh, very very silly. And they're all, they're from Iceland, so that's also there's elves, I guess, in Iceland. Um, anyway, uh, do you guys have any other questions? <laughs> so so as far as as far as Whispering Hills, what has been some of the I guess more interesting feedback that you've gotten? Has there been like a particular thing that you've added that's gotten a lot of reaction? I know from my perspective, Siren uh, Sirenhead has. But what have you noticed? I have noticed that many people don't like the fog. <laughs> they want to say, oh, can you just release that mod without the fog? And I'm saying, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's, that's, that's how the, it goes. That's, that's the most question I'm getting. But the responses are usually uh, how they got frightened by certain monsters. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm looking at the, uh, the screenshots of the mod right now. And... Um, the nurses with their faces like pushed in is that what these are these are pretty horrific um, yeah the fog where you can't see very far and you see like the top of the siren head in the distance the nurses that's, from Silent Hill are iconically terrifying that's yeah. super creepy um, 
yeah, these, like, yeah, don't get rid of the fog. The fog is necessary. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it, I agree. It, it definitely is, especially, I, I think I, play, I, I most recently played 2, um, again, about maybe a year ago. Um, it was the, it was like the HD version that they released on the, on the PlayStation 3. And the fog does, oh add, like, you can get a town map or whatever and know where you are. But the fog really does add something in, and especially with how they how they work with the camera. There is like not knowing what's behind the next corner. I think is is, is the spirit of that, and so it makes sense that it's yeah. in the in the Whisper Guild mod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feeling like the world is very close to you, like that you're very contained, even though you're out in open space. But everything feels like close and surrounding. That's the that's the feeling that the fog does that that creates. Uh, and then you add on top of that the fact that you can hear things beyond what you can see like you were talking about and all of a sudden that's very unsettling this idea that like uh, and I think it has to do with just us being human like we rely so much on our vision in order to orient ourselves in the world and, and, and tell us about information around us and when you take that away or you reduce it all of a sudden we feel very very hobbled compared to what we can actually do with our other senses I mean, we've all had moments in a horror game where we turn the brightness up more than what they recommend. So you yeah. can peek around corners yeah. a little. Right. You can see like, oh, that's a shadow. And that's that's just the darkness of the room. Okay, yeah. there's something standing over there. Yeah, for sure. So probably in recent memory, um, I guess you know, Silent Hill is now kind of a, a retro a retro series um, just, from, just from the age that it is. But more recently... Um, they put out well. They uh, Hideo Kojima put out the PT uh, teaser. Do you think any of any of that content? Did you did you get a chance to play that? And do you think any of that content inspires you to, to make anything within Whispering Hills? Mm, no, I never could play PT because I never owned a PlayStation or Xbox mm. or wherever it was released, uh, and um, it was unique, uh, but. Mm, he, he dealt with the same principle, like uh, every Santo does. That there is something and you cannot see it, and it turns out, uh, and later uh, pull downs on that on that uh, is that actually there was something always behind you. He, he placed that woman always behind you. When you turned your camera, sure you couldn't see her because he was always attached to your back. It was actually that way. He achieved that effect that something was there and whispered and do stuff. <laughs> he had just attached it to a camera back, and yet you never could yeah. see it because it was just always yeah, stuck to your back. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's quite interesting. So it's the same principle, and he just continued that, and then we continue that too. Yes. It's like interesting. Bundycott. Uh, Bundycott in chat says he wants a random Lisa just appearing in Fallout. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, okay, man. let me tell you, I, I, I just uh, posted a few days ago on my um, Discord that I also do adult mods, so you can do that, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the concepts I'd, I would love to see in a, in a modded game, or even a video game in general, is something that is so extremely rare that it creates a, um, like a myth around it. So, for example... Like, what if there was a purple super mutant in Fallout 4, and only one, and it only spawned in something like one out of a hundred people's games, but it only spawned in one location at one, you know, at one time and on a very low dice roll kind of thing, so that 
it was one of those things that like some like one of us may come across it one time and not thinking anything anything of it be like oh that's weird there's a, there's a purple one and then it comes up in conversation and somebody says oh yeah why are all the super mutants green and then you're just like well no there's a purple one and then everyone's like no there isn't there's no purple super mutant and then you're like no I, I swear i saw one but then you can't confirm it because it's so it's so absolutely rare I would love, and this is just a concept that maybe you can run with, the idea of planting something in the game at such a low chance for it to show up that is absolutely horrifying, but only shows up for a very, very small percentage of people, a very small percentage of the time, so that it becomes kind of this, like, goose chase to see who can actually find it. Pyramid Preston. There you go. Pyramid <laughs> Preston. That's it. That's the That's the solution. I like that idea. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, uh, the downside um, is you put a lot of work into something that only a few people actually see, but it creates a buzz of like, did you know this is in here? And people are like, no, I've never played uh, 20 hours of it. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, no, it's in there. You just got to keep got to keep looking. Well, I did something similar because I just messing around with people's heads and people ask me about it already because... Uh, why, they asked me, why is there a green, a single green bench in that church of the hell dimension you made? And all the other uh-huh. benches are brown. Uh, right. <laughs> why? Well, well, well. Why not? Well, because, yeah. because I can't tell you why. Like, yeah, little, little things like there that, that hint to yeah. there being something more. And maybe there is, but it's really hard to find it. And so Indeed. there's just, you know, because that I think that was part of the fun of growing up with the games during the like pre-internet or like early internet era is that you couldn't just look everything up. It wasn't like somebody could just take a video or it, it was like conversations with your friends in the schoolyard or whatever talking about like, oh, did you know on World 3-2 of Mario, if you if you jump and hit this block three times, it creates a thing and it takes you up to this like hidden world, you know, like that kind of stuff, because it mm. was all word of mouth. But now, I mean, first of all, that's not super rare. It's very easy to find all the things hidden in Mario because you just have to take the time to hit all the blocks, you know, that kind of thing. But you could also just look up a video that shows you how to do it. But what if there wasn't just a simple way to do it? What if it was just a random chance thing, you know, and it only shows up for a few people? So, like, the one guy who's able to catch it on video and put it up on YouTube might be the only person who ever did it for a long time until somebody else is able to actually do it again. And it becomes like a real cryptid in a game in that it's very, very rare. But when you do find it, it's like a super special treat. Yeah, I mean, you can also take it out of the mod with the next update. Right. It's kind of like if you want to encounter this one thing, play it now. Right, right. You could do that. You could have it. You could have it only like you could create limitations. Like it only shows up on Mondays after this time or between these hours, and only when this certain thing happens in this location. Like it make it very, very, very hard to figure out. But yet, one of those things that somebody might stumble onto just because they're playing the game. Yeah, because there's going to be a gamer out there who's going to be at like drunk at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's going right. to encounter it and then try and get everyone. They're like, "What are you talking about?" That doesn't. They're like, exist. "No, look, look! Uh, I just I'm, I'm, I saved it right. I saved it right after it happened. It was like it's on the screen, and then they load it up again, and it's like, no, like the time is clearly different. It doesn't show, you know. Like I, I swear it was right here. Mm. I'm I'm thinking uh, that uh, this would work. Oh yeah, that would work. That would be awesome. Would require a bit tinkering. I had I had something in mind with the weather, a special weather showing up. Just one percent of the time, something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Yeah, it you're could be, or like a ghost, like 
what if a what if a mm. ghost haunts an individual character in a similar similar to PT where you like connect it to the character and they just hear things whispering and then they like they're like yeah for like the entire time I played that game that night there was like a ghost haunting me or something and I couldn't quite figure out where it was and then other people who played are, are like what are you talking there's no ghosts in that game Tom, so I was I reading a the, um, banana bread recipe in, in German, right. I think it was. In German. It was so weird. I, like, I kept hearing, du Haas, du Haas. Yeah. Like 1% of the time or like, you know, whatever, like the most infinitesimal amount of time, it's like everything is great. Like the sun comes out. The tr- the yeah. Tr- <laughs> yeah, like Teletubbies like, start dancing the? on the screen. And they're is like singing working? songs. <laughs> and, and then it like it, it only happens for a split second, and then it goes away. And I feel like that that, it, it, while uncreepy, could be channeled to be very creepy. <laughs> oh yes, welcome yes. to Cheery Hills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Cheery oh man, <laughs> Cheery Hills. Um, <laughs> well, do you have a, let's, let, I feel like we're getting close to wrapping this up. Um, Manga, do you have any other projects that are kind of like on the horizon, things that you would like to work on in the future that you want to tell us about? Um, right now, not. I need to limit my time from modding and focus on what's important. Uh, I try to focus on one mod now. I had a problem uh, two years or three years ago that I focused on way too much. I was in three different groups. I was in... Out Miami and Skywind and Sky Oblivion and all. I got quite yeah, a wow. so I'm not not planning two projects uh, at the same time unless some Patreon comes up and gives me some money and say I want that and then I'm doing that okay but uh, otherwise no I'm just focusing on what's right now that's whispering hills. Sorry, did you say that you worked on those for a little bit? Uh, on what? Are you just uh, were, Skywind you you and some played? of these other projects? Yes, yes, yes. I was in the team from. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I met. Uh, yeah, the Sky Oblivion guy. I can't remember his name now, but uh, I met him in Boston with Juicehead. Oh. I think so, yeah. Nice guy. Cool. Yeah, and Fallout Miami just looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, I hope they really can pull it through. I've been to Miami. I don't live in Miami, but I live close to Miami. And I'm going to do a one to one comparison. I'm, I'm, I'm not, but it would be it'll be cool to go there and be like, oh yeah, this looks like this place. That's cool. Yeah, these ghouls look like the same people I see vacationing on the beach. They're basically Why don't the you same. Just, like, make a separate podcast where you just talk about all of the inaccuracies and accuracies of of Miami. <laughs> right. Mean. It'll be like a two episode podcast, limited run, <laughs> uh, patron only, hundred dollar patrons the first tier. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. It'll only appear so, on a Monday at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yep. Only on Monday. Um, and Preston, yep. uh, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a podcast that's a mod. <laughs> it's gonna be a mod, and you install it, but it only triggers on like 0.1 percent of the time that you actually play the game, and then all of a sudden it'll be a radio station, and we'll just it'll play. That's gonna be the plan, for sure. Well, awesome. <laughs> So, Mega, do you have anything else going on that you want to shout out about or uh, ways that people can get a hold of you, check out your stuff? Well, you can always join my Discord for uh, early access stuff. It's on every mod page I have on the post section. And the, yeah, that's how you can reach me if you have anything 
uh, on ideas or monster ideas. I'm always open for any In recommendations. Sammy said also you have a Patreon. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's also on the link of every mod page. Yeah. Uh, Just yeah. search uh, yeah. Whispering Hills mod and you'll find the the mod page. Uh, or Vivid Weathers, you know, any that he's worked on, you'll find the mod page and you'll find all the links to all this stuff. So, yes. pretty easy. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank cool. you for joining us. Um, this has mm. been this has been very cool talking about spooky stuff and mods. Uh, we all we all love all of that stuff, and oh, yeah. I, I love that I, you know I love that you're working on this stuff because it really does add to the longevity of these games and, and the ability for us to you know as non modders to jump back in and enjoy something a little bit different in a world that we kind of like but is a little bit different now. Um, it's very very cool, and and we do appreciate your work a lot. So if yeah. you. Uh. If you're out there and you appreciate the work too, then definitely go check out um, Whispering Hills and and the Patreon because I'm sure I'm sure Mango would appreciate some support so that he can keep on making these mods and and you know giving us new stuff to do in these games. Yes, thank you for so, having me. It was a pleasure. It's my first uh, interview in years, uh, so it was quite nice again. Yes, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, um, I think that does it for this episode of the Fallout Hub. Uh, let's go back through and tell people how they can get a hold of us and anything cool that we're working on. Uh, Ken, what do you got going on? Uh, well, we just dropped our season premiere, Halloween in October Country. Um, it was two hours and 26 minutes. Holy moly. Opener. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty well feature length. And uh, everyone responded really well to that one. It was our take on... Um, Ray Bradbury's Something Wicked This Way Comes and uh, has become my favorite episode. So we just dropped that and uh, it's not too Halloween-y, so it's still relevant if you want to go listen to it right now. Awesome. Man, I don't even... I don't know how you do it. That is that is an amazing work. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah. As to say, he takes off his hat and it's all just gray hair now. <laughs> it's like... <sighs> Dave, what do you got going on? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I just released a Survival Horror episode of Geography Arcade uh, with some of the people from uh, We Just Love Games uh, talking about Resident Evil. Um, one of the people from that podcast is like a working epidemiologist, and so got to talk to him about zombie outbreaks and, you know, what a more relevant topic to talk about in this anxiety-inducing time than, oh, what does a viral zombie outbreak look like? Um, it, it was It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, I, I like to read a lot very of relaxing ones. topic. It's very relaxing. Um, it, it's really, yeah. it's really interesting, and it's really, it's really cool. Um, but I, I like doing the longer form stuff, uh, so that's that's going on. Uh, I've got uh, Starfield Lorecast uh, going on. We just released. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dave and I. Here pew, 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 pew. Uh, I do that with Tom Blair, uh, Man of the Hour, yep. here over to my right, left, center. Um, nope, not over to my right. It is on the left side of the screen. I just realized now, but that's fine. Directions don't mean anything unless, of course, you are a cartographer, which I am. Um, right. Uh, but there's some new news. There's some new Dave Starfield Chaffins. news. Yeah, follow him, Dave. Chaff follow yeah. Dave Chaffins. And next week, we might be doing a new episode of the Star Starfield Lorecast. These are going to be kind of random whenever there's new stuff to talk about. But guess what? Todd Howard was interviewed, and he was asked questions. So there's new stuff to talk about. So we'll be we'll be knocking that say. out sometime next week. He had a lot to say. Uh, that guy can just gab on forever. Um, awesome. Awesome. Go, get, go check out Dave's stuff. I want to get a jacket like his and get some more curls. And 
then I can be like real Todd Howard. There you go. And then I've got there you go. You should do that. You should do that and then show up at whatever like the next event is that he's at and we can actually like interact with each other again as human beings, not having to wear masks or whatever, if that ever happens. And you should go up to him and just try to make yourself look as much like him as possible so that when you walk around the convention, people are like, oh, it's Todd Howard, it's Todd Howard, it's Todd Howard. Okay, but what if, but what if, now here's a pitch, now what if I got a duck beak and then wore it over my Todd Howard costume, then I could just be Todd Howard the duck. You uh, have a gun... Uh, beat me with an even better idea. You win again. You win. And on that note, uh, what am I got? What have I got going on? Um, I've got my regular shows: the Fall Lorecast, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast, and the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Cyberpunk got delayed again. Bummer, but we're still talking about that stuff. And over on my Todd Twitch channel, Twitch.tv slash that game's coming Todd out Howard sometime del- next year. Delaying. Delaying cyberpunk, um, but yeah, all of the shows that I do, we we record live at Twitch.tv/robotsradio in the evenings, like Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays are the different days. Just go to the channel, look. There's a schedule up on the thing, and uh, also the other thing I've been doing is trying to get in better shape. So in the mornings, I raise my desk up and I put a treadmill on the ground and I play games on stream while walking on a treadmill it is a, it is more difficult than you think especially when you're running around in something like fallout and like the world is moving a different direction than your feet are walking um at some point i'm gonna die and you know fall down and kill myself uh but before that happens come come help me help me uh, get in better shape hang out for my stream and and root me on um we've been having a lot of fun with that so in the mornings check out uh robots radio on twitch I think that's it. That's all we got for this week, friends. Until next week, uh, Manga, thank you for joining us again. And until until next week, you know, hang out, make the world a better place, and uh, you know, don't get lost in Silent Hill or you know, in the fog. If you if you're in a dark place and there's a a deep fog and weird German voices saying "Du hast" behind you, then uh, go go find safety. All right, guys. Talk to you next time. See you later. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.